Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Western Shooter Supplies, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining us this morning. It's a little dark, but don't worry. The sun will come up as it always does every day here on this planet. Traffic this... is light and variable on Edens. We got one rollover on the express. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 799-1250 is the phone number if you want to get involved in today's show. Questions, comments, want to brag about a fish or an animal you got. Uh, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. You never know what's going to happen on the show. Uh, he's Danny Bush. I'm Tommy Neubauer. He's uh, Ryan Horvath on the boards. So uh, if you want, give us a call, 799-1250. Danny. Yep. What do you got this morning? Anything? <laughs> well, a lot of nothing. <laughs> a lot of nothing. <laughs> lot of nothing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, that, that temperature no now nothing. is cooling down the waters. But you know what? They're still warm. I mean, the waters are, you know, the lakes are not cold yet. It's still in the, well, what was it the other day? 67, I do think. You, do you want to know when it's, how to tell when it's cold, Tom? <laughs> okay. When you can walk on it, dude. Yeah, that's, well, that's when it's really cold, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, somebody was just asking me yesterday, well, are those bass going to move? What about the pike, you know, and all that stuff? And I said, hey, I'll you know, we'll get to that. I said uh, because the, the reason we'll get to it is because somebody You've been was busy. No, somebody's calling us. Oh, okay. And so we got a call around the line. Who you got, Ryan? Uh, Kentucky Pete is on the line. Hey, hey. Kentucky Pete, how you doing? Well, I, I said I'd call you uh, this week when I talked to you last weekend. So yeah, about you went up north, right? Yeah, it was funny. Last week you said, uh, why, why am I heading all the way up there? And I'm driving up, and I was like, yeah, that guy, uh, Tom, he might have been right. Why? <laughs> long <What>? drive. <laughs> it is a long drive. Yeah, it is. But Did you, uh, did yeah, you have so, somebody to share the vehicle with, though? Uh, no, actually, oh. you know, I, met, I met my dad and uncle up here, so oh. it was, uh, it that's was a about lo- 11 hours. That's a long drive when you're by yourself, you know? Yeah, if, and pulling a boat too. Yeah, when you're if you got somebody, at least you can talk back and forth, keep each other awake, whatever. But so, how'd you do? How'd it go? Well, oh, tell well, us again so, where you went. So right now we're on uh, Kimball Lake, which is um, that's where we're staying. It's right on the Douglas Washburn County line. Right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so we got we got one boat here, 
at the house, and this lake doesn't have muskies, so it's mostly bass and panfish and uh, northern. And uh, the bass pretty good. I'll tell you what, the water temperatures, the air temperature right now is 29. Really? Uh, yeah. They had a freeze last night. But the water temperature is hanging in there. It was 60 uh, yesterday on the lake here, and then we went muskie fishing in a, a little lake in Washburn County, and it was 60 there, and I was surprised. Uh, that's still kind of warm, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it takes a while to cool down. I mean, down here, the water temperature a few days ago, and earlier in the week, was like 67 still, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we were trolling with, uh, you know, the usual uh, deep divers and stuff, and, and we weren't getting anything, and then we switched everything over to, um, uh, you know, cowgirls, and uh, we're trolling those over the wee tops, and... Uh, no muskies, but boy, we got a really nice uh, thirty-four inch northern that was really fat, mm-hmm. and uh, and we harvested that one. My dad loves northern, and uh, so we kept that one. So we're gonna we're gonna go down to um, um, pretty good lake, Big Mackenzie Lake down there. Uh, it's pretty good muskie lake uh, today, and then uh, you know we'll, we'll hit some of these other ones the rest of the week. Well, I hope you have good luck. Yeah, yeah, I bought some mini mites. I've never tried them. I'm going to try them on the lake that we're staying on here because they got good panfish in here. Well, they, they, I can attest to the fact that they do work without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's hey. a very the lake we're on. It's a small lake. It's, it's really weird. It's, it's, um, it's a tiny lake, but it's 77 feet deep. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so and it's really it's super clear too. So. Uh, but the bass fishing here is pretty good. Uh, um, my uncle likes eating uh, bass for some reason, and um, he uh, he likes getting them. So we'll probably do some of that too. But it was uh, it didn't snow yesterday, but we were getting uh, ice pellets coming down, little scattered showers in the after, late in the afternoon, and the wind was just whipping out of the north. So hey, we'll see. Hey, hey, let me ask you a question. You mentioned uh, McKen- Big Mackenzie Lake. Isn't there yeah. a little Mackenzie, big Mackenzie? Seems to me I've been up there at some point years ago. Yeah, because it's um, it's a little bit west of uh, northwest of Spooner, um, and all this is west of Hayward. But yeah, there is there's a um, there's a a middle Mackenzie. I think there's there's upper middle and or big small and middle or something like so, that so I, you I said so you said big mckenzie is good for muskie has it always been good for muskie because seems to me i was there years ago and i don't recall it being a muskie lake but maybe i'm mistaken uh i think it goes up and down but for the most part yeah i think it has been pretty good okay i just uh, wondered if it was something they started stocking recently or mm. if it's always historically mm. been a good muskie lake no, I think they've always had them in there. Um, you know, it's real hit and miss with 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 those kind of lakes. It's a pretty clear lake. So, um, are you guys going to try soaking any suckers? You know, we might have to if this if it keeps getting cold. But you know, it's going to be up in the it's going to be up near seventy again on Wednesday. So, yeah, but uh, it's it's not a bad idea to soak them. Well, if yeah. They, yeah, they'll stay lively now. You got that yeah. water cold yeah. enough, and I've, yeah. I've caught oh, some yeah. nice ones on yeah. suckers this time of year. Yep, especially when yeah. I get lazy and I just want to lay back and chill, <laughs> which is more and more frequent. Well, we've had some really good success. Yeah, if you drop, 
you know, if you drop a couple, you know, like I said, if you drop some suckers in and you're casting and maybe you get a follow and then they find that sucker, then you got them. Yep. Well, listen, it works. Listen, Pete, it, it is Pete, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky Pete. Uh, let us know next week how you did on those muskies up there on Big McKenzie, all right? I will. Well, right. we're going to hit some of the, you know, we'll go over to Sawyer County, hit all the famous lakes. You know, we'll probably go to Big Chip and Grindstone and Couderay and all those big lakes there. All right. All well, right. You well, have a nice trip. Good luck. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Pete. Bye now. Yeah, it's, uh, this is not a bad, you know, this is the okay time of year to put them suckers out. Why not? Because you can catch fish casting now. Still, you know, you can still catch them, catch them casting, and so might as well have some suckers out. Yeah, this is kind of a weird time of year, though. September, September's always been a kind of a tougher month yeah. for me, to, to be honest yeah. with you. I know up in northern Wisconsin, when I used to guide up there, September was the great month, you know, yeah. for up, up there. But it's different down here. Than I don't know. There, I mean, you know? it's hit or miss. You yeah. can have. Now, I, I was out on Pewaukee <laughs> uh, for my last trip of the year on. Uh, Saturday with uh, Dr. Sandy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we trolled and, and didn't get anything. So we, we'd gotten two the time before that, but then nothing. Well, that's the way it goes. Now, I saw a lot of guys out there just jigging their hearts out with the, with oh, the, with the bondy bondies yeah. and deep fuzzy dozits and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I didn't see any nets coming out there either. So mm. market a lot of fish out deep, but sometimes those fish just kind of get the lockjaw. I don't know. Yeah, but, well... That's 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 musky fishing. Some days, some days you're the what is it? Some days you're, you're the fly the no. or a bug. Some days you're the windshield. Yeah, that's right. Who do you got, Ryan? Uh, Jake is on the line. He's uh, got a question for one of you guys. Yeah. Hey, Jake. Good morning. Hey, morning, guys. What are you hey, doing up uh, so early? Uh, pertaining to oh. musky reels, I have a question regarding yeah. like the power handles versus like a regular paddle handle. Yeah. What What is the big advantage of the power Wait. handle? Is that supposed to help you bring your bait in easier Wait. or fight the fish? Or They're way better. I mean, They're way better. I've got about 30 rods and <laughs> reels. And, and the power handles, they're all Abu Garcia's. They were like 17 bucks a piece. So, of course, I didn't want to go 30 times 17 all at once, or I'd have to mortgage uh, mortgage the grandkids that I don't have yeah. future. But uh, it, it's much easier as far as when you're working the big baits, you just seem to have a little bit more leverage. It, se- you, uh, it, it, it seems like you... you you can just bring the baits in if you're trying to burn it faster. That little, the two-handled ones, they're they're uh, small. They're smaller, and the it's, diameter is real short. Like yeah, and, and so you're winding. It seems faster, right? Than what you would have to with the power handle. So the power handle is just more comfortable yeah. as far as working big baits, burning baits faster, yeah. and even fighting a fish. You know, I seem to have a firmer grip on that big power handle than I do on those two. You know, a little handle might come out of my hand you know oh, yeah. some setting hook or something i don't yeah, know yeah does it does it affect um the power handle does it affect the line recovery in any way like if you have a 6.3 reel and then all of a sudden you switch it over you know with a power handle and you switch it to like a paddle handle does it affect how many uh inches of line come in per turn or well let's think about it from a geom- <laughs> geometry standpoint um if you make a full turn full revolution uh, with your handle, uh, and you, with the reel, it's almost like a gearing type thing. I would think so because yeah. you got a wider long. The diameter is more right. So if you make that turn, yeah, you're good, gonna yeah you're you're I good I, question. I think you will if I remember correctly you will 
you'll have to like slow down your your turning, you know, your wrist, you know, turning the handle a little bit, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Just because hey, of can the... Can I hit you up for one more quick question? Yeah. Um, last year, and this is kind of regarding like uh, Lexa, must be real. I bought one at 6.3 a couple of years ago, and I noticed when I was throwing not, you know, great big baits, but, you know, just a little bigger um, bladed bait, it, it kind of felt like it was binding a little. And now they came out with this HD version, and it's supposed to be stainless steel. It, will that affect, I mean, will that help the non-binding issue that should see some some of the the reels will not handle those those bigger heavier baits as well as some of the newer ones that are heavy duty you know i guess that's what the hd stands for they can handle those heavier baits better i think the gearing is maybe thicker more solid uh you said it was made out of stainless steel yeah, that's what yeah. they're saying with the HD one. Yeah. And, and the baits I was throwing weren't like the big cowgirls or anything. It was just like spinner baits that just had like Colorados. And I noticed oh. that when I went with a bigger bladed like spinner bait, it, it, it just, it was harder to reel. And I was like, man, this isn't big enough to really bind this reel up. So huh. I'm curious if the newer um, HD ones would handle the same type of bait without that binding feeling. You know, the guy I would ask about that, seriously, is uh, call Smokey's Musky Shop and ask for Ron Heidenreich, our advertising manager. Because okay. Ron uses a lot of those different reels, and uh, and he does all casting for muskies. So he would know, what, and he sells a lot of those reels at Smokey's, so he would know which ones are good for which situation and what type of lures. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you're, the help. You're yep. welcome. Take care. Take care. Uh, yeah, you too. We got to go to a quick break. Uh, we got to pay some bills, keep the lights on, keep Ryan happy. He wants to get a paycheck this week. So <laughs> we'll be right back with more with Danny and Tom and Ryan and uh, and the sun. And it's just starting to get light out. Thank goodness. It's about time. We'll be right back with more of the Midwest. <laughs> Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. If you have a fishing report, question, whatever, comment, tree in your driveway. And if you don't want to call us, marriage problems, (laughs) you can always email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. That's ceoguys at yahoo.com. Some people, Danny, are just afraid to call on the radio they'd rather send an email you know just want to be a little we got any emails there tom no not right now no why'd you bring it up well to let people know that they can like segueing into well we got an email no we don't hey i got a question though for you and the audience all right at what temperature will mosquitoes mosquitoes start yeah (laughs) mosquitoes Will mosquitoes with my (laughs) start to die? What temperature do they die at? What's the what's the magic number that we got to look for down here? I think most mosquitoes tend to (laughs) make die when there's the first McFrost McFrost of the McFall. You think it's the first frost? So it's got to get below thirty-two. Yep. Uh, So I'm anticipating when I go to. 
go out in the woods today that the mosquitoes will all be <laughs> mick-gone. Well, I'll tell you, last week, talking to a Maybe lot of people. Maybe we can ask Mike McGivern about that. <laughs> Mike McGivern. Because <laughs> uh, the last couple of weeks for deer hunting, people said, like when my son was up. Horrible. Just My brother terrible. climbed out of his stand, and he's near that Wapaka area. Even the DNR uh, website made yeah. reference to the horrific mosquitoes. It was driving them nuts. Everybody I've talked to so. Uh, and my brother's not easily swayed by mosquitoes. Yeah. You know, he's not like some of these people that go out, you know. I was talking about this on one of the shows where I was out setting up the tent earlier this year, and everybody's going, Ron Johnson, our buddy Ron, yeah. Mr. Outdoors Camper from Arizona. He's like, oh, the mosquitoes are terrible. And, and I'm like, I didn't see a single mosquito around. So if the mosquitoes are bothering a bush... You know that they are that bad. really bad. Yeah. So if my brother climbed out of the tree, you know they are horrendous. Yeah. Wow. Because you know, even even where I live, I I haven't seen a mosquito in years. I mean, literally years. I have not seen one around my house. Now you walk on the grass and they're like kicking them up. <laughs> you know, I you mean, ever they're breathed, all over. You ever have, have you ever sucked one in? And oh, I've eaten a few. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you always yeah. kind of try and use the gag reflex to spit it out, but it's. Already halfway down yeah. the esophagus, yeah. I think. Yeah, you can't help it. Well, yeah. they got good protein in there. Yeah, actually boost your testosterone level. It's a known yeah. fact if you ingest mosquitoes. Well, hey, could you get West Nile virus by swallowing one that is infected versus nah, nah. your stomach versus, acids? Stomach ver- acids will take care of that, Tom. Yeah, versus one that pokes you can you. actually swallow a treble hook, Tom, and your stom- stomach acids will take care of it. I believe that. You got to try it oh, sometime. Yeah, right. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah I'll make sure I go home and do that. Let us know how that works <laughs> coming out the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. So, so, well, we, what we're, so what we're looking for is 32 degrees for uh, for the, what do you call it? Uh, for the for them to McDie. Yeah. So the um, for them to McDie. fall colors, yeah. Tom, evidently up in far northern Wisconsin, in some areas fall cover colors are at fifty percent to near their peak from what I from what I understand. Now down here, it still seems like it's been the middle of summer. So uh evidently, you know, fall's coming upon yeah. us faster it is. rather than later. So in the next month, we're gonna expect all those hardwood trees, those maples and so yeah. forth. Get some uh, beautiful color. Squirrels will be running around like Squirrels. crazy. And today's opening of duck, I believe. Yeah. Maybe our okay. buddy Al Shook can give us a call about yeah. it. Yeah, he'll tell us about the tell ducks. About Who do you got, ducks? Ryan? This is Rich from Milwaukee. He's got a question for you guys. Yeah. He's in his car. Hey, Rich. How you doing hey, today? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. Hey, good. Hey, I've been, uh, I've been fishing the Castle Rock Petaloa flowages for probably about 40 years. Yeah. And, and... In the last couple of years, I've heard this is a, a well-known musky spot, not known to a lot of people. And I never musky fished. Uh, I've talked to some of the fishermen that are actually walleye fishing, and they catch muskies by mistake. Yeah, I know is where that. A, I know where that is. Well, great. Is there a preferred <laughs> spinner bait that I could use anywhere from uh, till the ice freezes up? Well, I wouldn't use a spinner bait. Bushy and I would probably use inline spinners, you know, like bigger bu- bigger bucktails. Well, spinner baits are good though too. Yeah, they can be. Steve you... Milliot was a big yeah. proponent of spinner baits yeah. on Pewaukee when everyone was I throwing would... inline. But yeah. Tom's right, the, yeah. the the inline are more popular, I guess. And, and they're all good. Okay, there, there's a lot of good ones out there. If you go to Smokey's Musky Shop, they got all kinds of them. Guys can recommend good colors and and sizes, well, but. 
Pete and Well, that's where you're fishing, right? Well, it's 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 more south of there, but it's the it's the general flowage. Okay, okay. so that's probably it. Tom Tom's an expert on colors yeah, on baits, right? So that Tom, I would assume that's a dark stained water, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so what kind of colors would you use, spinner bait or inline dark stained water? I'd have two with me. One would be a black bucktail with orange blades, and and with a a trailer on the back end, like a, a, a Zoom a split tail trailer, something like that, but it's got to be white. It's got to be a white, tail white type uh, thing. Yeah, a white trailer. And then the other one I'd have would either be a white with a gold blade or a chartreuse with a gold blade. Excellent. Those are the ones that I would be using there. And, and yeah, and if it, you know, depending on the day, I mean, you know, the, the black one, the white one, they could work whether it's sunny or, or cloudy, you know, you just got, I would, but those are the ones that I would have. Yeah. And what about like the spinner choice? Any, any preference to a silver versus a copper? Well, yeah. Uh, orange blade on the black one and gold okay. on gold blade. Got to get the gold blade, especially up there, because you'll find that all your bait fish up there in that stained water, and even the walleyes, you know, they're a little darker in color. They have that goldish, goldish hue to them, you know, especially in the bait fish. So a gold blade on the white or chartreuse bucktails. Although if you can't find the gold, copper would be kind of similar, Tom. Yeah, yeah, if you can't find the gold. But hopefully you'll find it. Because gold's gold. a little lighter than the copper, right? Yeah, a little lighter, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, excellent. And uh, by any chance, did either one of you hear anything about uh, the elk hunt that went on this fall? Do you know if it started yet, or was that in October? I, I think that's coming up later on. Okay, I, I, I kind of so. thought so, but I wasn't certain. Yeah, well, we'll well, you know, we're we're right on top of things. We're on the cutting edge of stuff. That oh yeah, Tom will be at the registration <laughs> station taking a sample we'll, off the thing. Yeah, head. we'll we'll be talking about it when it but happens. But that's a good question because yeah. I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah. Hunt. So hey, you guys, you take care. Have a good all show right. as always. Well, all right, thank you. And good, good luck fishing. Good fishing out there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the Petenwell there. The Petenwell has really become a a, a place for for musky nuts. Uh, they've got some really good areas out there. They've got some nice fish out there. And that body of water's got a lot of food for them. A lot of food. So. Yeah, and it's it's always been a big popular walleye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, the strange thing about Petenwell that I've heard is that if you ice fish for walleyes, you got to go during the day because it's so dark and stained that guys don't do the ice fishing at night for the walleyes. You're better mm-hmm. off fishing during the day, at mm-hmm. least so I have been told. Well, I got a question about that when we come back from this break, about ice fishing and dark water like that. I got a question. So maybe you can answer it, or maybe our audience can answer it. Maybe Ryan can answer it. <laughs> yeah, like Ryan, Ryan, you know anything about ice fishing? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I'm not answering any questions. (laughs) No, you're not answering anything? All right. No way. All right. Coming up is the gut report, and then don't forget, this is- Why wouldn't you welcome an FBI investigation (laughs) to question you, Ryan? I'm way too tired today. And then don't forget, after the 645 break, (laughs) we have the Hornschwaggle brought to you by Baitmate and Coleman Insect Repellents. This is going to be the last Hornschwaggle by Baitmate and Coleman, so you definitely want to- Get a chance at winning that nice prize package. Stay tuned for the Gut Report. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. 
get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. You know, folks, when you're making a salad, this is a tip, not a recipe, but when you're making a salad, you're putting oil and some type of vinegar together. But you know they don't uh, uh, emulsify correctly. They don't, you know, get together. Yeah, emuls- what? emulsify. Yeah, what? Emulsify. Well, that look means that up, Ryan. Yeah, they I was will say, that's always not a word. Yes, it is. It they, is. I'm they, kidding. They will not. They always separate, right? They always separate the oil and the vinegar. Always separate, and it's like it just drives you nuts. Now, if you want to stop that separation, just add like a quarter or a half a teaspoon of, of mustard, any kind of mustard. And when you whip that together, it will emulsify, and it'll and everything will be blended nicely. Bushy's laughing over here. <laughs> but the thing is, is I don't care for mustard in my salad dressing, so I'm gonna live with the separation. That's okay with me. But if you don't want to live with that separation and you want it to, here we go, Danny, emulsify properly, a quarter or a half a teaspoon of mustard in there, and you won't have any problems. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street, Main Street and Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials and how to emulsify, go to discountliquor.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Bushy, you're laughing over there. Have you ever actually put the two together and made a salad? It's a good McTip, Tom. I got caught emulsifying once. <laughs> and your parents slapped your hands. Thought I'd go blind. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. It's too early in the morning. So, uh, let's see. Back opening a duck today. Yeah. Uh, October 15th, Inland... Oh, oh yep. I, the question I had for you. Okay, question, Tom. Okay, in the dark water, like Pete and Wolf Flowage, okay, or any other dark water, you find a lot of lakes in northern Wisconsin that have tea-stained colored water, right? Now, guys will use glow-in-the-dark jigs, mm-hmm. all right? And I know you, a lot of them are sold. I mean, there's glow-in-the-dark spoons that people use on Lake Michigan and all that. bought some stock in yeah. the glow-in-the-dark paint company. So yep. here's the thing. It's But to me, Danny, it, it's like that glow-in-the-dark jig or spoon or whatever down there, it doesn't – I mean, it's nothing like that is down there, nothing natural. Like You know what I mean? It's like here's this glowing thing, and a fish thinks, oh, I should eat this glowing thing. You know, I mean – I don't know. It just seems weird, but they do work. So would you be able to use, like, say, like, glow-in-the-dark stuff for the peat and wolf flowage? If, you know, let's say if you're fishing it at night instead of during the day. I don't know, man. I used to use glow-in-the-dark Cleos and stuff off the pier yeah, in right. Lake Michigan, and at yeah. times it sure didn't hurt. It no. Seemed, uh, you know, kind of help. I think any kind of flash, kind of, what if a guy were to make, like, a waterproof bait— that you could put, well, they did the, the old grit, the old grizzly, uh, the old grizzly plugs, which were a knockoff of the J plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a, a little stick that you could break, like yeah, a, like right. one of the glow sticks, yeah. glow in the dark sticks, and you'd sh- put it right inside. Right. And uh, but what if a guy tried something with like a little flashing light, like inside a musky bait or something, something that would emit kind of a pulsing kind of a a light. Light. Probably just hypnotize the fish, put it to put it to sleep. <laughs> I don't know. That that Maybe. might work. You might need a, like a little battery in there or something. Didn't they? Wasn't there a lure made with a battery that would make sounds? 
that had a battery in it? I think I, there was. I don't know. I told you my cousin years ago when he smoked too much weed, we used to sit on the shoreline of the St. Louis River and listen to music and fish pike. And he claimed that every time the uh, every time the music was playing, we caught a pike. So then he 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 tested his theory by getting a little tape player and putting it in a mason jar and sealing it on a string and floating it out. <laughs> Did he really? And he claimed that it was Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd was the specific music that the Pike preferred. So he floated out his, and he floated it out, and he basically wrecked his tape player and his Pink Floyd tape, because, and he didn't catch any Pikes. So the theory, <laughs> it was only one trial. I Realistically, he should have done more than one run, and he should have had a control control mason jar out there empty yeah. on a string. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do this, the scientific yes, method. do it right. But his yes. hypothesis was that yeah. Pink Floyd music emanated, got the pike to hit. Like I said, he smoked. He smoked a lot oh, of yeah, pot. He smoked yeah. a lot yeah. of yeah. pot. And basically, after a while, he didn't really give a hot you-know-what about yeah. whether he caught a fish or not when he's sitting there burning them. On the... <laughs> I, however, was straight-laced and did not partake in none of that stuff. Oh, God. Well, some people come up. Well, there's these lures called Livingston lures that emit a sound. Have you seen those? A lot of people are using them, Livingston lures. They emit a... Uh... There's some kind of sound that they emit. They got, it's supposed to sound like a bait fish or something. I don't well, you know. know, if a guy could somehow measure the sound of a bait... You know, we, they use big bucktails for vibration. In fact, they say that when the first cowgirls came out, those double 10 blades, yeah, yeah, for some reason, oddest... had just the right vibration yeah. type of thing that the, the muskies honed in on. And of course, mm -hmm. we know game fish have their lateral line. Right. But if a guy could find a way to mimic the exact uh, pulses or whatever, um, whatever it is from like a, a panic bait fish swimming in the water, right. if you could find right. a way to get a bait, a lure that would mimic that type yeah. of I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you'd be on to something there, Tom. Let's get right on. Let's yeah, get let's... to the Berkeley Laboratory tomorrow <laughs> and get right to work on that. Right down to Spirit Lake, Iowa and work on it. Yeah. yeah. We'll work on that. Yeah. Maybe I can we'll you know, maybe I can revisit that uh, mason jar music thing again and see if my cousin was on to yeah. something there. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to smoke something. In I lived there. To... Where? Spirit Lake, you just said? Yeah, Spirit Lake, Iowa. That's where Berkeley is. Yeah, after I uh so I did radio in Creston, Iowa, which is nowhere near Spirit Lake. But when I got finished with my job, I had like a couple months in between. Yeah. So yeah, I just went and lived there for like half of a year and just fished and lived over in uh, Spirit Lake really? in Okoboji. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever use uh, glow in the dark jigs? No. Have you ever? No, I have never. Oh, did you ever okay. catch any fish down there then? Oh yeah. What'd you catch? Uh, a bunch of different fish actually, because I did the tours. Um, I never really caught anything. I was with guys that caught some good stuff, though, some mm -hmm, bass and mm -hmm. things of that such. I never really caught. I mean, I never really catch anything good, to tell you the truth. Um, well, you're listening yeah. to the right show. I was going to say, I was <laughs> well, trying to I'm think of a, I was here. I was trying to think of a good story, and I never really actually caught anything good that I could like wow. take. Most stories fishermen have are all BS anyway, man. You can yeah. come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just I was gonna. I was trying to think of like a good story, but no, no nothing, nothing. Nothing. Good, no. no. Okay. I did the tours, like I said, with guys that caught some good stuff, but yeah. I was usually just drinking in the back of the boat. I was just gonna mention. <laughs> I think there might have been that involved that you were just taking it easy, you know. Yeah. 
Just getting a suntan. Speaking of catching now, uh, trout, Tom. Yeah. Uh, October 15th, I guess the inland trout season ends. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was online looking at some guy. He had a picture of, he's on a little stream. He's got a beautiful brown trout that mm-hmm. he caught. Looks like it's about 16 inches long. Hook jaw on it. Yeah. Have you ever done any of that? Inland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you ever get any, like, a big, beautiful brookie or a nice brown trout? Nothing nothing big. Nothing big. Uh, I I bet you the biggest, whether it be a rainbow or a brown, I think the biggest one I ever caught might have been 10 inches. I mean, I did, everything was, you know, smaller, you know. Okay. But, but we did it. As a matter of fact, I had to get a special fly rod, a shorter fly rod, because the one stream that we'd, we'd go to, it, it was a smaller stream, and there was a lot of trees and overhand. And so you couldn't make big back casts. You had to make a lot of roll casts. But even with like an eight and a half or nine foot rod, you 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 needed something shorter, you know, because it was so dense foliage, you know, and right. small stream. So, uh, but yeah, it worked out well. But I'll tell you, some of my some very productive times were just uh, using a, a spinning rod, light action spinning rod. Tip of a night crawler little with a, bit of light little with hook. a little hook and a little piece of crawler on it, you know. And or actually, we would use uh, leaf worms. Well, a leaf worm. Those inland trout, like the br- picture of the brown trout I saw, it was so beautiful. Yeah, they are. you know, I would never, I couldn't keep anything that beautiful just to eat. Yeah, I, I'd have to let something like that go. If I was going to get it mounted, that'd be one thing. Yeah, yeah. And maybe catching a smaller little eater-sized little brookies. Yeah, I've done that yeah. before. The bigger brookies, they get that orange belly yeah, on them. Oh. You know, something like that uh, is is just gorgeous. I'll tell you, the first time I saw a brook trout, you know, a mounted one, I had never seen one in real life, right? I just saw a mounted brook trout. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, that taxidermist, he was making up these colors. <laughs> He's making this up. No fish looks like that. And then when I saw one for real, I went, oh, my goodness. They do look like that. They're gorgeous fish. Anyway, we got to go to a break. Guess what's coming up next, folks? The Hornschwaggle with Danny. Last week's winner, Rob. Hold tight, buddy. I just, when I left this morning, I looked at my notes, and I realized I forgot to forward last week's winner to uh, Baitmate. So, It'll be coming. Okay. I'll send both. We'll have a winner in a little bit. Yeah. I'll send both of them in. Yeah. So if you want to play Hornswoggle and win a wonderful prize, a wonderful, wonderful prize Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Yeah. And it is brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. That's 414-799-1250. Be a con- or corn testant, as Lucky Bushy says. wiener. Yeah. We'll be right back with more, folks. So be a contestant. Call now. We'll see you in a bit. Like this Tom guitar, mm-hmm. right? Did mm-hmm. you play this? Back I don't think so. No! I don't think so. Shoulda. Expert, Tom. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoor 799-1250. Hunting fishing reports, however, right now. We have our Hornschwaggle segment, and uh, do we have a, a lucky contestant there, Ryan? We do. We got Mike Murray, and uh, my apologies, Mike, because uh, I'm a little slow this morning. Well, so. we're kind of talking, Mike, that all these stupid... What happened? I grew up on 1910 Deborah Lane. What? What's with all these co- these addresses that are Northwest 135 SW County Trunk 156 
Sheridan Road. A lot of, lot of numbers oh in my them nowadays. God. So, anyway. Good morning, Mike. So you know how this works. Good morning, guys. Okay. Y- yes, I do. Okay. Uh, so I'll make the statement. If I'm pulling your leg, it's a hornswoggle. If I'm telling the truth, it's no hornswoggle. Let's start. We're going to talk a little, you know, like small animals today here. Chipmunks. Everybody knows the wily chipmunk. Chipmunks cannot climb a tree above 20 feet because their vestibular mechanism fails and they will get vertigo. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Okay. Ring. (laughs) (laughs) You knew that right away, Mike. Okay. Yeah. The woodchuck. The woodchuck is the fastest member of the burrowing animals. Woodchuck. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Have <laughs> you ever seen a woodchuck run? I've never seen a fast one. <laughs> you could outrun a woodchuck, Tom. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, let's see if well, you would have Well, you're a got... winner now. But <laughs> well, let's... you're a winner. Let's see if you would have got the last one. Uh, chipmunks and the 13-line ground squirrel will interbreed. However, their offspring are sterile. No hornswoggle. Oh, that was a hornswoggle. <laughs> he oh, had all okay. hornswoggles yeah, today. <laughs> Have you ever seen a, a chipmunk make it with a 13-line ground squirrel? It ain't pretty. You don't yeah, want to no, see it. No, but I don't get around. <laughs> <laughs> Just YouTube it. It's there. Yeah. I don't get around Mike either. I've never seen it either. So Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll get you. Oh, what kind of uh, bait, mate? What flavor do you want? Um, I'd like to have the... the uh, uh, Game fish. Game fish. That's a good choice. I like that game fish stuff too. In fact, I gotta go get some more of that. And Tom will tell me go out to Smokies and get it. Um, and then uh, as, far, right. as far as the mosquitoes, being as they're about all ready to die off on us, but you can use yeah. it for next year. What uh, what do you want, deet or deetless? Uh, I'll take the forty percent deet. Forty percent deet. Okay, we'll put you on hold. And uh, actually, Ryan, I think we'll... I I think I got your. Uh... I got you all settled, man. I was, I was out of it there for a minute, but I put I put two and two together, and I got your address. Ryan Thank went outside and smoked some all weird right. stuff. Thanks, Mike, and congrats all for right. winning. Thanks, Mike, for listening, Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. So we got a winner. That's no, it was great. actually a nice and easy address. I don't know where I was getting a couple of those letters from, guys. You know, have you ever wondered whether you got like a, a specific learning disability where Me? like when you hear <laughs> no something, you turn it around and it's called uh, dyslexia. No man, I had a perfect GPA. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean that your your superior intellect could have been used to overcome whatever handicaps you may have had. But wouldn't I have to take? I mean, look at Tom. There'd be look some. Look at me. Sort of, look what he's a, <laughs> look he, had lots, he had lots of obstacles in his look life. Look at me. He's achieved. Yeah. No, I'm good. No, you're you sure? Yeah, I you're just good. you know, well, man. We're gonna play a game where we're gonna like repeat something. And go around. Well, you know what, though? Could we do you this game at like game noon or 1 p.m.? You put everybody in a circle and you start out making a statement to one person, and then they are supposed to repeat it exactly to the next person. Oh, and it's never the same. And by the time it comes around, it's, it's like completely changed. It's like telling a joke or a story. Yeah. You tell a short story, and then and you get like eight people or whatever. By the time it gets back around, it's different. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. People add things. They want to put their own twist on it. They want to edit life. Unless that's the <laughs> psychological uh, way that we filter and interpret what we're hearing, is that mm-hmm. we hear what we want to hear. Yeah, and it, and it depends, too, on a per- person's built-in character because we're all, we're all, 
we're all made out of four different characters. I don't know if I ever told you this. You got is that the id, the ego, the no, super ego? No, you got the choleric, the knucklehead. You got the choleric, the sanguine, the melancholic, and the phlegmatic. And those four, and we all have a little bit of all four within us. Are they all like infused well, or whatever that word you was you, you were using well, before? Like a mixture together, emulsified. Are they all kind of yes. like emulsified together? Yes. yes. Was that a word, Ryan? These use I'll, you guys are I'll, using way too big of words I'll, for me for six fifty four. I'll tell you what. I'll explain it after. Maybe this Roger. Phone call. Yeah. Maybe Roger Such knows. A, Roger, hey, is that a word? Genius. Hey, Roger. What's up? I got a got a question and looking for uh, opinions from you guys. All okay. right, hook setting with quick strike rigs. Yeah, I mean I've I've heard you know many different ways. I've done it in many different fashions, but I'd like to hear about things like how far away should the should the fish be from the boat? Do you have a little slack line right before you snap hook set, or do you tighten up all the way and do more of a sweeping hook set? Like should the fish be moving in a particular direction away from the boat or perpendicular to it? I'd like to hear your opinions on something like that. Roger, you were all right. You, okay, Tom, take it away. Correct. And then you're, I'll Okay, you okay. Re- First of all, yes, you want to be as close to them. You'd like to be right over the top of them. Preferably they should be going away from you, okay? So you right. were right in that regard. Closer you are the better. Over the top is good. The fish should be starting to move away from you. If they're too far away, you gotta like use the electric motor, the big motor. You gotta get up closer to them. Uh, I personally, I mean, let's face it. If you're if you're reeling just to make sure the fish is there, you know, and then your rod's starting to bend over, well, you have no choice but to then set the hook. But if I had uh, preferred, I'd rather have a touch of slack and use that slack line hook set method. Okay. I'd rather do that, but let's face it, a lot of times we can't, okay? You start Uh reeling it in. You know what I'm talking about. You feel the fish is there. You feel the weight, the rod's starting to bend, and you pull on it several times. So you were right in all respects. Yeah. Okay, let me just just, uh, ask a couple more questions related to that. Oh, one one more thing, Mike. And according to the DNR rules, you're supposed to set that hook immediately. They say as, as soon as possible or immediately or whatever. You can't chase it around. Well, if you got a, let's say you got a, a, a sucker under a float 30 feet behind the boat and that mm-hmm. baby's taken off on you, well, you got to catch up to it. You can't set the hook right away when it's 30 feet out there. You know what I mean? So right, you got to try to catch up well, to it. Okay. I'm going to oh. disagree in a little bit, Tom. And That's that all right. 30 feet away, 20, 30 feet going away from me is my preferred hook set. Yeah. I mean, I, unless fine. if I'm in deep water, if I'm in 20 feet of water, then and it grabs it down deep. Then I'll set directly under. Yeah, okay. But if I'm in shallow water and it's close, you got to be careful. If you miss, those hooks can come flying back, and, and you oh. got to really be careful. So if I'm in shallow water, I don't want to set the hook two feet away from the boat. So oh, I, I see do what like you mean. I do like it okay. kind of going away. Yeah. But I agree with Tom in, in that uh, I, I wind up and wait till it loads the rod so yeah. it's tight so I right. don't have any slack right. and set it. That all being said, there is no perfect way because sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't. Yeah. What was the other question, Mike? It's Roger. Um, I mean, Roger. I'm sorry, Roger. That's 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 all right. I mean, I I also have found that when you're uh, you know hook setting on a fish that you get on the bobber rig, it's uh, you know it's, it's prudent I think to set it a little bit harder or get a little bit closer to the fish because you got that that drag from the bobber itself if you ask me i mean yeah you know, that's you're, true you're, yeah you're, you're, you're pulling against that also the other question in terms of the quick strike rig usually 
you know, for small to mid-sized suckers, I usually am just using the, the, no, the nose pin and then the single treble hook. Right. Um, I've, I've found personally that with a bobber rig, if I use the, if, if I take the treble and, and, and hook it to the sucker more towards the bottom or the belly of the sucker, not on the belly, but lower, lower side, yeah. I get a better hookup rate there because I, my thought process is the muskie is coming up from underneath, usually with a bobber rig and grabbing it, mm-hmm. whereas with my down or side rods, I'm actually hooking the, um, putting the treble hook in the top part, mid, midway um, on the sucker, because usually when you get conversion-type strikes, I think the muskie is actually coming over the top of it and chomping down on it. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, one thing I do try and avoid is I try, when I put the back treble in, I try not to get that in a position where it could get buried under the backbone. Um, okay. So I do try and come down a little bit. Your idea on the towards the belly isn't a bad idea because a lot of times when you do miss one, you'll find those teeth marks on the belly. As far as the bobber thing, uh, I quit using those those big styrop those the big bobbers years ago, and I go with the European slip float ones, the big ones, and then you don't get any drag when you do the hook set. And oh, the long narrow the ones that look yeah. like a big cigar. The balsa ones, the yeah, McPhil ones, cigar, and, and cigar, those yeah. those have been the best. Yep. But your thoughts are valid. Yes. Okay, guys, I All appreciate right. it. Okay, right, good luck. Care. Thanks. Okay, and right now, it is time on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors for the sports update with Ryan Horvat. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.